0: It's not about being better than someone else. It's about being better than the day before. Unknown. Welcome, everyone, to Palatine Parkcast. I'll be your host, J.P. McNamara. Thanks for tuning in. On this episode... We will be talking about a tennis court renovation project at Dutch Schultz, some upcoming events and announcements, and our main story about disc golf, what makes this recreational sport so popular, where to play, and some fun facts about the game. Let's get started. In an effort to consistently upkeep our parks and playing surfaces, Palatine Park District is resurfacing the tennis courts at Dutch Schultz Park. The courts are currently closed for this renovation and will be reopened in mid-July. For the latest information on this project or any other projects, visit palatineparks.org slash construction. Here are some upcoming Palatine Park District events. Schools Out Fun, May 5th and May 6th, Big Trucks, May 7th, Fishing Derby, May 14th, and our Sounds of Summer concert series starts June 7th. This month, we will discuss disc golf and the Rima Reservoir course. We will give you some tips on how to get started, why it's such a popular and growing sport, and how to start competing in tournaments. We sat down with Rich Silver, amateur disc golfer, to deep dive on the sport. Let's set up on the tee box and launch a deep disc into this conversation. I'm here with Rich Silver, an amateur disc golf enthusiast. Rich, thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, JP. Any opportunity to talk about disc golf, I'm all for. Well, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring you on. I I brought you on to talk about disc golf, this sport that's been around for a while, had a heyday in the 90s and early 2000s, but I feel like is having a renaissance and really a lot of participation and a lot of enthusiasm for the sport has grown in the last couple of years, especially over the pandemic.
1: Sure. So uh, during the pandemic, Ball golf blew up, absolutely blew up, uh, and I think I am similar to a lot of people that picked up disc golf during the pandemic, where I struggled to get tee times for ball golf, and I didn't like spending a hundred dollars every weekend to play around ball golf. So working in Palatine and having Reamer so close, uh, I found it as an opportunity for myself to pick up the sport, uh, and. After the first day, I fell in love with it.
0: One thing, before we even get into your love of the game and enthusiasm, let's clarify for people. People often confuse ultimate frisbee and disc golf, which is understandable, but of course, they are very two different sports. Yes, both use a flying disc as their main component of play, but these discs and the style of game are very different. Playing ultimate and frisbee in college myself, the sport is more like Soccer or lacrosse, and is played with a 10.5 inch diameter frisbee that weighs exactly 175 grams. What makes disc golf more like normal, regular ball golf, as you put it? And tell me about the discs that are used and how they are different from an ultimate disc as well.
1: Sure. The biggest difference, I think, between the two sports is that uh, it's not a team sport. It is a solo sport, and I am a chunky man, and I do not like to run for a long period of time. Uh, Disc golf, very similar to ball golf, uh, requires no running. Uh, You don't need to be an athlete to play the sport. Uh, It's very casual and recreational. Uh, When you look at the discs, uh, you've probably seen, most people have probably seen a Ultimate Frisbee Frisbee, very thick, very wide, heavy plastic. Uh, You throw it in one direction, it stays in that direction until it hits the ground. Disc Golf discs are a little bit different than that, where they are thinner, they have thinner ridges, they have more of a dome on the top of them. Uh, They're made of a uh, polypropylene plastic instead of the standard uh, injection molded plastic that you would see with an ultimate frisbee disc. Uh, They're a little bit thinner, uh, where are a little bit smaller in diameter. Where a ultimate frisbee frisbee is ten and a half inches, a disc golf disc is about eight and a half inches. Ultimate frisbee frisbee is 175 grams. A disc golf disc is anywhere from 130 grams to 180 grams. So, like I said earlier, you throw an Ultimate Frisbee disc, it'll go on a straight line, point A to point B, hit the ground. A uh, disc golf disc has uh, what we call hyzer and anhyzer. So the disc spins much faster than an Ultimate Frisbee disc. And with that spin and the way the discs are shaped, they will move in the air left to right, right to left. Uh, And part of the toughness of the sport is being able to control the flight path of your discs.
0: Yeah, so just like regular golf, you show up to the course, you have 14 clubs in your bag. Sure. Two iron is a long iron. You can hit it 200 yards. A wedge is something that you play with close to the green. You can hit it maybe 60 yards. Same kind of concept happening with the disc golfs, right? You you walk up to a disc golf course, you've got a bunch of different discs mm-hmm. in your bag for specific shots, yep. and they are formed and created slightly differently, just like a golf club, yep. whereas they do particular things based on the weight or the amount of um, weight on the the outside edge as opposed to – the inside of the disc, and different balance points to the disc as as well. Is that what I'm understanding?
1: Yeah, so uh, the thickness of the ridge of the disc where you grab it uh, is different for the different size clubs. Uh, My disc golf bag, I go to tournaments with about 15 to 20 discs in my bag, similar to your putters, uh, wedges, fairway drivers, woods, irons, everything. Uh, The disc golf discs are the same thing. So I have putters, which are very thick rim discs. They don't spin as fast, but they fly more true. I have mid ranges, which are a little bit thinner, uh, typically a little bit heavier. Uh, They go further um, and they fly pretty straight. I have my fairway drivers Those I typically use to have a lot of left-to-right or right-to-left turn, and then I have my big-boy distance drivers, and those are the ones that, uh, you know, I was a discus thrower back in college and back in high school.
0: Um,
1: I would really try to get behind those distance drivers and throw them as hard as I can uh, to get maximum distance.
0: Very cool. One of the unique things disc golf has compared to regular ball golf is you can kind of decide how you want to throw the disc. Different angles, forearm, uh, backhand, uh, tomahawk. Can you explain kind of those different uh, ways you can use your arms to help you to approach the uh, hole? Sure. So similar to ball golf, uh, a lot of disc golf holes
1: will have dog legs or have obstacles. So if I'm shaping a shot that goes left to right, uh, I'm going to want to throw forehand as a righty. Uh, where I'm bringing the disc on my right side of my body and it stays on my right side of the body. Uh, If I want the disc to go to the left, I'll throw backhand and that's where I'm pulling across my body from my left side all the way to the right side. Um, If I have obstacles in front of me and I have a lot of space above, uh, I will throw tomahawk or overhand and that way the disc will go above all my obstacles before it hits uh, back down. Um, there's rollers, I can throw a disc that'll roll, uh, etc. There's a a million different ways to throw the disc.
0: Right, and it's all based on the terrain and kind of what the course is giving you, Right, which I think is also another similarity between regular golf and disc golf, is like you suggested, it's not a team sport, it's an individual sport where you're basically playing against yourself and playing against the course that you're on. And you have to kind of maneuver and change your approach based on what the course is giving you.
1: Right, right. And everybody has a different method of getting from point A to point B. Uh, the more you play, the more tools you have at your disposal to get
0: yourself to those places. Can you tell me what about disc golf appealed to you right away? You told us the story. You kind of went uh, during the pandemic instant. Gratification. Why did you decide to try it out, like you said, and what got you hooked so immediately?
1: Sure. Uh, First off, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Reamer is a great course to start at. It's wide open. Uh, All you're dealing with is elevation change and and uh, the wind. But I fell in love with it not only because I was a thrower back in the day, um, but also it was substantially less expensive than ball golf. Uh, Around a full round of ball golf will take you four hours. A round of disc golf will take you forty-five minutes to play eighteen holes. Uh, it's extremely social. Uh, you'll run into people you may know. You'll make new friends. Uh, you'll have uh, you know new circles can be created, and it there's not much of a learning curve to at least start to play. Uh, you can pick up a disc and start to play right away and figure it out from there.
0: And you found that it kind of scratched that itch of competition and, and really challenged yourself to try and get better and, and continue growing in the sport too?
1: Sure, yeah. I have, a, I have a group of pretty competitive friends, and it was an opportunity for us to go out And not overexert ourselves physically, but still give ourselves an ability to compete with each other and try to get the best score and try to throw in the aces.
0: That's neat. You mentioned the Palatine Park District golf course at Riemer Reservoir. Why is it unique compared to other courses you've played? And is it a good course to learn on? Tell me about the challenges of the elements and what your favorite hole is at the course as well.
1: Sure. So, Reamer is substantially different than most of the courses in the area. Just for reference, some of the other courses close by, you have Shady Oaks and Streamwood. You have Black Bear and Hoffman Estates. You have Rolling Knolls and Elgin. You have Fairfield out in Round Lake, Felpro RRR and Cary. I played a lot of disc golf, so I know a lot of these courses. <laughs> uh, Reamer, completely different than all of these courses, um the biggest thing is like I said wide open fairways a lot of disc golf courses are more technical courses where you have to shape shots uh Reamer is a great course if you don't have uh all these tools at your disposal you can kind of throw whatever shot is most comfortable for you uh the uh, the the once you get off of the fairways the rough can be a little bit rough especially when The grass grows up a little bit, Uh, you know, you can spend a few minutes looking for your disc. Uh, But the biggest challenges at Reamer are definitely the wind because it is the highest point in Palatine and the elevation change where you're throwing up and down. Uh, With ball golf, you do have to take the wind into consideration, but with disc golf, wind is everything.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, obviously. (laughs) The, the flight of the disc is based on the wind. So how do you kind of uh, adjust your game based on what the wind is giving you?
1: Sure. At Reamer, more than any other course, I throw discs what are called overstable. So discs have stability to them. Understable discs will typically turn uh, left to right, being right righty backhand. Uh, or it would go left to right if you're throwing righty forehand uh, or you have discs that are stable, uh, and the more stable the discs, the more it's going to push through the wind, the more it's going to fight left. If I'm getting a strong, uh, headwind where the wind is coming directly at my face, I'm going to throw an overstable disc. I'm going to throw it on hyzer, which means the disc is tilted down to the left and I'm going to swing it out as far to the right as I can. And it's going to push out far right. And it's going to come left no matter what. Uh, If I'm getting a tailwind, I can throw a disc that's flat. I can throw a slower disc because the tailwind is going to push the disc forward, and I can try to get a straight, long glide out of my discs.
0: I love that. I love uh, the detail you just went into there. I think a lot of people, when they hear disc golf, think, hey, it's just people going out in a field and throwing discs at a cage. But there's. A lot of technique and a lot of strategy and a lot of physics, basically, to what you're doing out there and trying to fight the elements, especially out at Reamer, because it's so wide open. Yeah.
1: Every disc has a different speed, a different turn, a different glide, and a different fade. Uh, If you go to the store and you see discs, they'll have four numbers on them. Uh, Those four numbers tell you the flight path of the disc.
0: Very cool. Cool. And what was your favorite uh, hole at Reamer?
1: Oh, uh, it's definitely hole 15. Hole 15 is about a 450-foot bomb off of the highest point in Palatine, which is the top of that big hill. Uh, Most people probably know it as the sledding hill, but I know it as
0: hole 15. Uh, You just pick your disc, you throw it as hard as you can, and you hope for the best. That's awesome. Have you ever had an ace on that
1: hole? I have not. uh, So I unfortunately have never had an ace i've had situations where we call it chained out where i've hit the chains from the tee but it has gone through the chains and hit the ground afterward and it only counts if it sticks in the basket
0: yeah i was just gonna say we should clarify for people all the cages or the goals for disc golf have uh metal chains in the inside of it to basically catch the disc. Right. Uh, sometimes you have an unfortunate bounce, and it will hit those chains and bounce outside of the actual cage itself, uh, which does not count. Just like in normal golf, if, you're, if your ball goes in the hole and pops out, unfortunately it popped out. So that does not count. Very interesting. And you you mentioned the distance of hole number 15, 450 yards. Right. Fe- 450 feet, excuse mm-hmm. me. What is a normal hole usually? A par, and do they have different pars? Explain that aspect as well.
1: Sure. So, similar to ball golf, uh, same. Uh, we have par threes, par fours, par fives. Uh, par threes anywhere from 200 feet to 400 feet. Uh, fours, you know, similar 400 feet to 600 feet, and then five, 600 feet plus. Uh, the distances will shorten if there's more stuff in the way. So if I go up to Fairfield uh, out in Round Lake, it's a, there's a very technical wooded course. Um, a par four may only be 450, 500 feet, um, but that's because you can only really throw 200 feet at a time before you run into a bunch of trees.
0: Makes sense. Tell me about the next level of disc golf for those like you that really enjoyed the recreational side of things. Why did you decide to jump into competitions? Has it been what you were expecting? Tell me one thing you've learned that surprised you as well. Sure. So I would
1: make a recommendation to anybody who is starting to get serious about competing in the world of disc golf to get a PDGA number, a professional disc golf association. It's $50 a year. Uh, You support disc golf for everybody. Um, There's this website called DiscGolfScene.com. They have all the tournaments, all of the leagues. There's Facebook groups dedicated to disc golf. There's a Facebook group dedicated to Reamer Disc Golf and Round Lake Disc Golf and Shady Oaks Disc Golf. Uh, So if you are starting to get to a point where you want to try to compete or if you're a competitive person like me you go onto those websites you find an opportunity to to compete in a tournament register they're a lot of fun you get a lot of swag from them Um, my first tournament was actually last year in streamwood it was a two-round tournament all day i didn't know what to expect when i went into it uh and i was pleasantly surprised with how positive everybody is how uh Friendly, everybody is. I've made friends at that tournament that I've played with since. I've run into those people at other tournaments since. Um, However, I was not expecting to be as bad (laughs) as I was too. Um, They're definitely competitive. They do put divisions in. You have novice, recreational, intermediate, advanced, professional. So there are divisions to compete in. Uh, however you know each division is competitive Um, you know I would recommend anybody's first tournament to do a novice tournament so you get to see some of the pros play but also you're competing against people around your skill level Um, but
0: be prepared to watch some pretty cool shots too. Tell me about the disc golf community and the friends you've met uh, kind of How they have embraced you. Are they friendly? Do they give you tips and tricks on the course? Tell me about that interaction.
1: Sure. So, even in my most recent tournament, Uh, I had people on my card giving me advice because they had been playing that course for so long on how I should shape my shots or what shots I should go for. Uh, I've made lots of friends playing disc golf. Um, I've made friends in my professional life that I've carried into my disc golf life, and it's a way to bond outside of work. Uh, I've made friends with my exterminator. I mean, I even go out disc golfing with him sometimes. Uh, It's a great experience. It's a great environment. Everybody's friendly, you know— just like, uh, you know, Palatine Park District, people are here because they love being here. They love recreation. People go play disc golf because they want to be there. They want to have a good time.
0: That's awesome. So you, you say you've met a bunch of friends through this activity yeah. that you've picked up. Yep, definitely. That's cool. Have you ever been in a group that you've seen an ace? I have seen an
1: ace. Uh, I've seen a lot of chains out chain outs. I've seen a handful of aces. You know, a good thing about these tournaments is there's always an ace pot too. So you get an ace, you may have a chance to win a few hundred bucks.
0: Very cool. Tell me what the scene is like. I mean, I I know what the scene is like if you hit a hole in one out on the golf course. Everyone gets very oh, yeah. excited. You kind of shout it out to the groups around you. Yeah. Uh, everyone who is there on that day at that golf course will know that a hole-in-one has happened. Is it the same kind of vibe that's happening on the disc? Definitely,
1: yeah. The Disc golfers know how to have fun. Uh, We always have a good time. And when someone hits an ace, everybody's rowdy. Everybody's happy to see it. Uh, It doesn't happen very often, probably about as much as you'd see it in ball golf, maybe a little bit more. Um, But it's, it's great to see. It's a good
0: experience. That's cool. For someone who listens to this... What would you suggest that they need to get started?
1: All you need is a Frisbee. You can get uh, plastic injection molded Frisbee, ultimate Frisbee if you wanted to play. You could go to Play It Again Sports, go get yourself a $10 putter. You can go to Amazon where they have kits where for like 50 bucks you can get uh, putter midway, mid-range fairway distance driver. Uh, you don't need much to get started. You really only need one disc, maybe two in case you lose one. Uh, And then you go to a course and the courses are free.
0: Yeah. And how have you learned some of your technique or the physics of the game? Is it more through practice or do you have learning materials or resources as well?
1: Sure. So just like anybody learns anything nowadays, YouTube is your best tool. Uh, So I used a lot of YouTube. I watched a lot of professional disc golf. If you're interested, Jomez on YouTube has the professional tour, so you can watch the best of the best play disc golf. Um, my favorite disc golfer is James Conrad, who just won the uh, the Nationals last year, so that was awesome to watch James play. Uh, so YouTube is great. Playing is great. Really, the only way you're going to learn your form and your body is to go out there and play I'll go out to an empty soccer field sometimes, they call it going to the field, and I'll just throw discs in the field and try to shape them the way I want to shape them, try to get as much distance as possible with some of my bigger discs, Uh, and then I have a cage in my backyard, and I'll just go outside my backyard, let the dogs out, the dogs will wander around the yard, and I'll just practice putting for, you know, 20, 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, and so going to the field is basically going to the driving range, working on your shot, and... uh, Throwing a bunch of discs and retrieving them and yep. doing it all over again. yeah. Yep.
1: Except it's free and driving <laughs> range isn't.
0: That's right. What kind of suggested footwear do sure. you, do you uh, suggest for people?
1: Sure. So there is a lot of woods uh, disc golf. There's a lot of elevation change in disc golf. So I've seen people wear hiking shoes a lot. Uh, I wear an old pair of basketball shoes just because I like the way that the uh, ankle support is, but I've seen people play in flip-flops, you know, uh, probably not the safest, but you can play in whatever.
0: Interesting. Why don't you tell me about the professional scene and how that's evolved over the years? I know, obviously, YouTube has really shined a light on some of these professionals, how have you followed it, and is that a big part of being a fan of the game as well?
1: Sure. So, the professional scene has completely blown up. Uh, one of the best disc golfers in the world, Paul Macbeth, you know, he's making millions of dollars a year just to play the sport. Uh, my favorite professional, James Conrad. I really fell in love with the the way he throws the disc. Uh, he is an extremely aggressive player. Uh, similar to me, he is backhand dominant, which means he doesn't have much of a forehand. I also do not have much of a forehand, so the way that he attacks holes is very similar to the way that I attack holes. Uh, I have another favorite, uh, Paige Pierce. She is a uh, six-time world champion. Um, Best disc golfer in the world, hands down. Uh, She puts a lot of the boys in the game to
0: shame. That's awesome. Uh, That brings up a good point. Do guys and girls play from the same tees? Is it set up the same for everyone? Yeah, so uh, there
1: are, similar to ball golf, uh, a lot of courses have two different tee locations. There's uh, FPO and an MPO, a male open and a female open. Uh, so they can throw from different starting points to the same basket, uh, but uh, you know, you go recreationally to Reamer. There's only one tee pad and one basket, so the women are going to be thrown from the same spot as the men. Uh, I've been to a non-sanctioned tournament where I've had uh, a woman on my card, and she dominated one of the men on my card. So it is uh, gender equality. Everybody's welcome. Everybody's equal.
0: That's awesome. All right, I asked you to prepare uh, a small game we could play uh, called Two Jargons and a Lie. Shout out to the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast. (laughs) Tell me three sets of jargon that are used exclusively for disc golf. Two of them are going to be true. One will be a lie. And I'll try and guess which one is a lie, and we'll explain the other uh, truths as well.
1: Sure. All right. Uh, Go one at a time. Yeah. I just hit a step-out scuba throw-in. Okay, That's our first one. Uh, our second one is, what an unlucky D-Rot. Okay. All right. And then our third one is, I am going for an overhand freakadel finish.
0: <laughs> I like all of these equally. <laughs> uh, let's say those again one more time.
1: Sure. So I just hit a step out scuba throw in. Okay. What an unlucky D-Rot. And I am going for an overhand freakadel finish
0: overhand freakadel finish. I like all of these so much. Playing Ultimate Frisbee in college, I do know that a scuba is a thing. Kind of where you throw the disc upside down. So I think that one's definitely true. The other two I am not familiar with at all. You said DRot? DRot. And an overhand freakadel finish. Freakadel finish. I want that one to be true. You know what? I just knowing the scene and the disc golfers, I think I feel like freak out Finish feels real to me. I'm gonna go with D Rot as, as the lie.
1: So, uh, props to uh, Brody Smith, who you've probably heard of as an Ultimate fan. Sure. He patented the scuba technique. <laughs> D-Rot is disc resting on top of the cage. So that one is real. That one is real. Got it. And Freakadel
0: means uh, meatball in German. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, Rich... We really appreciate you coming on today. Is there anything else you'd like to, to discuss before we uh, exit? I think that's it, man. I want to thank you for having me. I know we've been talking about this for a
1: long time, and uh, anytime I can uh, talk about disc golf, I'm in, man.
0: Yeah, and why don't you give a plug? Why don't you uh, speak to the people? Tell them why they should go out to play some disc golf, whether it's for recreation or competition. Tell them your pitch.
1: Sure. So it's been a long, cold winter. Uh, I think everybody needs an opportunity to get outside, enjoy some fresh air, enjoy some time with their friends, uh, maybe take a long lunch break one day, go out to Reamer, go out to a fun course. Uh, Anyone can play, any age. Uh, it's a great bonding experience. It's a great opportunity. Uh, I want to shout out Floppy Discs on Facebook uh, and Park Kings Disc Golf. Those two groups
0: have held some awesome tournaments recently. That's awesome. We hope to see you out on the course at Rima Reservoir. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. A special thanks to Rich Silver for sharing his love of the game and taking some time to talk with us about disc golf. Do you need quality, trustworthy, and affordable medical care, Greater Family Health's new location in Palatine is now accepting patients for adult, pediatric, OBGYN, and behavioral health care. Greater Family Health has options for the whole family. Call 844-599-3700 today or visit greaterfamilyhealth.org and start your journey to living greater. Palatine Park District is currently hiring part-time jobs at competitive rates. We are looking for athletic referees and scorekeepers, after-school care staff, facility attendants, lifeguards, coaches, and more. If you or someone you know is interested, please visit jobs.palatineparks.org. Palatine Park District is having a monthly photo contest. Submit your photos on any of our social media platforms with the hashtag palparkpix to enter. If chosen, you will win a prize and your photo will be used as our portrait on social media for the entire month. We would love to hear from you. If you have any specific questions about Palatine Park District, please reach out to us at ppd at palatineparks.org or give us a call at 847-496-6246 and leave a voicemail. We will try to answer all questions we receive on our next episode. Please subscribe to Palatine Parkcast for the latest information on Palatine Park District. Like and rate us on Apple Podcasts and share with others in the community that would like to stay connected. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.